Hello, welcome to episode 19 of the Creating Happy Writers podcast. Thank you for joining me as we delve into the exciting world of writing and publishing non-fiction books and everything in between. My name is Steph Caswell and I'm an author and writing coach on a mission to help you find confidence and happiness in your writing journey, to explore what it means to be a writer. Because writing is more than getting words on a page, It's more than holding your finished book in your hands. It's about the personal journey we go on as writers, the challenges and the triumphs we face on a regular basis. But it's not just about that. I want to empower you to write a book in your niche, to become the go-to expert, because you can use a book to grow your business and be a thought leader in your field. You just have to know how to do it. I'm also an avid reader and feel we can learn much from the writers who have gone before us. So, during these episodes, I'll be sharing books I think you'll love and learn from too. So, without further ado, let's get into today's episode. During this episode, we're talking about one of the nitty-gritty bits of writing a book, your outline. It follows on naturally from episode 11 where we looked at big picture planning. Outlining is something that can fill people with fear as it seems a little, or a lot, overwhelming. But outlining your non-fiction book doesn't have to be difficult. In fact, with a simple strategy, it can actually be quite straightforward. So instead of putting it off, you can follow the steps I outline, pardon the pun, in this episode, and you'll soon have your outline done and dusted, ready to start your first draft more confidently than ever before. But before we dive into the essentials, it's time to consider why you should even bother outlining your nonfiction book. To illustrate this point, I'm going to use an example of a TV show that really helps get the point across. Grand Designs. One of the things I love about this show is the journey people go on when taking on a self-build project. Not only does the presenter, Kevin MacLeod, delight in people's initial enthusiasm... He's positively gleeful when they give him their suggested completion date. Fast forward to several months or even years later and it's a different story. Kevin sits in their beautiful new home and asks the question, so how much did you spend in the end? Cue nervous giggles and shakes of the head as couples sheepishly admit they've gone over budget and it's taken them far longer than they ever imagined. Yet, Despite all the setbacks they've had, almost every couple is thrilled with the outcome. It's the house they've dreamed of. And the reason? A clear plan. Almost all of them have architects' drawings to work from. And while they may have changed things along the way, success happens by following this to the letter. And it's the same for your book. The equivalent to an architect's plan is your book outline. Something you can follow to ensure you're happy with the outcome. Instead of a house you've always dreamed of owning, it's a book you've always dreamed of writing. But how do you go about it? Here are five steps for outlining your non-fiction book from scratch. Now I'm going to share with you an outlining process that has worked for me. It's enabled me to write six books in just over six years. But as with anything, you can take from it what works for you. If you want to follow it to the letter, great. If you want to dip in and out of this model, you can do that too. Let's get into it. 
If you listened to episode 11 of the podcast, you'll have a firm understanding of the planning process. If you haven't, may I politely suggest you do that after listening to this one or pause this and crack on with that one. From the planning stage, you'll have your list of ideas on either a Trello board or a sheet of paper. Each list has a chapter heading, taking a reader on the journey from start to finish. But now it's time to look at each of those lists in turn. Take your first list and look at all the content you've brain dumped into it. Now break this list down into sections. Some of your ideas will be big enough to be sections on their own. Some may be smaller, so see whether any of those ideas could logically be grouped together into a section under a common title. Each section is going to need a subheading. Sometimes these subheadings can be one word, like in this section, or you can use questions to create subheadings too. This is often a useful method. Why? Because you can use a commonly asked question and then answer it in the section underneath. I tend to use a mixture of both. So, Take a look at your first list and start developing your subheadings. Repeat the process for each of your chapter lists, finding the subheadings that make sense to you. Again, these can be changed during the writing and editing process, but just go with what feels right for now. The next step is expanding these sections. So now you've got your subheadings sorted, it's time to open up a document that will become your shitty first draft. Exciting. I use Google Docs so I can access my manuscript wherever I am. You'll need either your Trello board on hand or your notebook beside you. Open up your document and your first page will be your introduction. But as you're not going to write that until the end, you can simply type introduction and then add in a section break to start a new page. Take your first list and your first chapter heading. Type that at the top of the page, then look at your subheadings. Write each subheading on the page until they look like a list. Now go to the first one and create some bullet points under it of things you know you're going to want to include in that section. These might be ideas from your plan or just points you know from knowledge and expertise. Include as many bullet points as you need under that first subheading and then move on to the next. Remember, when you're outlining a non-fiction book, you only need a few bullet points that could then be turned into paragraphs or full sentences during the first draft. It really doesn't have to be any more detailed than that. Step three is adding in any extras. So now's the time to look at each of your outline chapters and add in anything else you want to include within them, such as case studies, contributor sections, anecdotes or personal stories, research, whatever that needs to be done. Remember, don't get bogged down in the detail. Just keep it simple. When outlining your non-fiction books, just jot down what needs to happen and move on. Imagine these as notes for your future self. Only use case studies or anecdotes that are helpful to the reader too. If they don't add anything to the reader's experience, leave them out. When I'm writing my outline, I will just literally... So, for example, in Dare to Write, there are several stories. There's always a story, actually, at the start of each chapter. And that story I shared with you about Kevin McLeod and Grand Designs is actually in Dare to Write because I used it as an example. So when I was doing my outline, all I wrote at the top was Kevin McLeod, Grand Designs. That's the only note I made to myself in the outline because I knew when I came back to writing the first draft, I would then expand on that point. So really, really avoid getting bogged down in the detail. Step four are 
the summaries of your chapters and any action steps you want your reader to take. I'm a firm believer that action steps are really important in nonfiction because you want your reader to get something positive from the experience to actually feel like they've moved their learning on or moved their story on in terms of you know maybe it's a challenge they're facing in their life they want to feel as though something has changed from reading your book so with summaries and action steps you are going to need to think about what exactly do you want the reader to do at the end of a chapter and again they're not essential and they might not be relevant But with summaries, at the end of your chapter, having something that brings the chapter together to just give the reader the most pertinent points, again, things you want to emphasise, is a great thing to do in a summary. It's just a quick overview of what they've read, but with these pertinent points that are worth repeating. You then got action steps, which I always like to end my chapters with. And they're quick strategies that people can take away and try out. This might not be relevant to your book, but you may find them a really useful way to round up a chapter and support your reader with their transformation. And then the final step of your outline is to head back to your chapter introduction. So I'm a strong believer that introductions should be written at the end of a book or at the end of a chapter. So once you've written the rest of the chapter or the rest of the book, you then go back and write the introduction. Now, why I think this is because how do you know what you're introducing until you've written it? So I firmly believe leave introductions until last. And when we're thinking about chapter introductions, if you imagine the action step and the summary is sort of bookended, if you like, pardon the pun, with an introduction at the start of the chapter. So the introduction and the action steps and summary bookend each other and then the, the sort of the, all the information is between those two points. So once you've done the rest of the outline, once you've done the rest of the notes for a chapter, go back to the start and think about anything that you really want to mention as you introduce this topic for this chapter. Imagine if you like that you're giving a talk, how would you introduce that talk to somebody? And establish why is the chapter important to the reader why should they care and manage their expectations let them know as well in the introduction what's going to feature in this chapter because they just want to know what's coming so if you're feeling a bit stuck leave the introductions until later when you've written more of the book or you feel as though you're getting into the swing of things a little bit more don't feel like you have to do them in an outline if it just is causing you too much stress. Come back and do them when you're actually writing the first draft. And then, like I say, once you've outlined the entire book, you can then consider the introduction to the entire book and how you can introduce the book itself. And I will share in the show notes a link to a blog post I wrote, which is quite helpful, around how to write introductions. And I will cover that in a later podcast episode next season. So there you have it. Outlining really does take the pressure off writing your first draft because it gets things moving, it gets you over that first hurdle and it's almost like the force that pushes past inertia so momentum can kick in and I think I've referenced on the podcast before an author called Darren Hardy who wrote um, The Compound Effect and that book is all about little and often and the power of doing things in, in sort of incremental stages and he talks about 
the fact that in a children's play area or playground, you have a roundabout. And if you imagine the thing you're trying to do is the roundabout, it's that initial push of the roundabout that's the hardest to get the thing moving. And an outline, I think, helps to get this roundabout of a book that you're trying to write moving because it gives you that initial shove in the right direction. So don't put off outlining. It doesn't have to be detailed if you don't want it to be. But to sit down and think to yourself, right, I've got some writing to do today for my first draft. Let me look at my outline. Oh, that's it. Look, I've got this section to do and I've already made some notes on what I want to include. It takes away the blank page syndrome and gives you the confidence to write. And you'll start to see your book take shape as you do your outline. And it's really exciting. It's not always easy. Of course it isn't. But it's so much better than trying to guess what you should be doing as you're writing. If you've got a clear plan, you've got a clear direction, particularly if it's your first book, you will feel so much more confident to write it and so much more confident in what it's trying to do to help the reader. Take it one chapter at a time, one subheading at a time, one bullet point at a time, and sooner or later, your outline is complete and you're really ready to tackle that shitty first draft. I really hope you enjoyed today's episode on outlining. I know it can feel like a complex process, but once you get into the swing of it, it does get easier and it takes on a life of its own. If you want help with outlining your business book or self-improvement book, you can always reach out to me for support. I offer a service called The Book Clinic, which is essentially where we take your idea, we plan it out and we create your outline on a Trello board. And it's just been such a great help to so many authors for them to be able to see their book on a board visually. And they then take that outline and they go away and write. And it's done in three hours. So you can have two sessions with me where we plan out who your reader is. We plan out the content and we then make this outline together. You take it away. You write your book. I share with you exactly how I do my books. You can see one of my books as an outline in Trello and then we go from there. And I will continue to plan my books in this way. So it's really something that I use as an author and I know other authors have benefited from. So if this sounds like something which would be useful to you, reach out to me. Let's get a session booked in and you can get your outline done in as little as three hours. I'd be so grateful if you could leave a review on your favourite podcast platform. Much like book reviews, podcast reviews can make all the difference in getting more listeners and spreading the Creating Happy Writers message. And if you know another writer who'd enjoy these episodes, do share it with them too. You can also give me a shout out on social media using the hashtag Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like to connect, you can find me at creatinghappywriters.com and on Instagram and Facebook at Creating Happy Writers. If you'd like further support to write a book in your niche, you can buy a copy of my book, Dare to Write, How to Confidently Write a Non-Fiction Book to Grow Your Business, which takes you on the journey from initial idea to publication. Join the community by subscribing to my fortnightly newsletter, The Write Stuff, full of ideas and advice about writing and publishing. All links for these are in the show notes. So until next time, happy writing. Happy writing.